Daddy Gang. It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Hello, 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 Daddy Gang. It's another Wednesday. And this week, unfortunately, is another off week for Call Her Daddy. I know, shut the fuck up. But you said, I know what I said. (laughs) But sometimes things change. You've all been let down by your parents or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or yourself. And I'm letting you down this week. But I promise it's for a reason. So put your tissue boxes away. Wipe those fucking tears. Get the snot out. The wait will be worth it. I am currently working on something that you will be hearing and watching next week. Watching? Yes. Do you like drama? Honey, you're getting the fucking drama. You're like, well, what's this episode then? Why does it say Mother Cooper? I recorded an episode with my mom during the pandemic and I am re-releasing it today because it was truly, I still think, one of the best episodes that I ever released for Call Her Daddy. My mother was incredible on this episode. I'm so happy she didn't shit her pants and vomit at the same time because she was so fucking nervous to come on Call Her Daddy. But the woman that birthed me is so brilliant and and incredible and I look up to her so much and this episode truly embodies the woman that I was raised by. Enjoy the re-release, Daddy Gang. A new episode of Call Her Daddy will come next week. Daddy gang, I put a lot of thought into this episode because I really wasn't sure who is worthy to sit across from me on this beloved episode. I heard the daddy gang and everyone's like, oh my God, we have to, it's it's the 100th episode. This is amazing. Let's celebrate. And I'm like, who the fuck would I have on this episode? And then I realized that this show wouldn't exist without the person sitting next to me. Because had I not come out of her vagina. Oh, God. Oh, God. Daddy motherfucking game. Introducing the woman that birthed me. My motherfucking mother, Lori Cooper. Yep. Okay, Al. (laughs) Big Al. Big Al. I was having a much better time all week calling you 10 times a day. Who are you going to have? Who's the person going to be? Oh, my God. Are you getting Cardi B? Or Daddy gang. I literally, my mom calls me. She's like, oh, my God. Like, who did you decide on? And I tell my mom everything. So she's like, who's the the 100th guest? And I'm like, I am not even telling you. Like, it's a surprise. So flash forward to this weekend. They get a ring at the doorbell. And lo and behold, my mother answers the door and she makes eye contact with me first. So excited. (gasps) Alex, thinking I'm surprising her. And then she goes, oh, God. Oh, God. I could tell right away. Oh, God. I don't know how I could tell. (laughs) I could tell. I was like, oh, my God. I am not just doing your laundry. No, I am here, bitch. My mother and I I just want to like like get let you guys know she is clenching the (laughs) the microphone to the point where we may not have her audio. She is so nervous. She's freaking out. Mm -hmm. She's not doing. How are you doing? Not well. I'm fine (laughs) over here. I'm fine. I'm losing my mind, but I'm fine. Oh, my okay. God. Okay, listen to me. Okay. Mom, I want you to let you know, because Daddy Gang, my mom was like freaking out. She's like, 
oh my god but like what if they don't think i'm funny and i'm like mom no one is like looking for my mom to come on and be like cracking dick jokes like you can chill i think the moral of this is going to be first and foremost you already made it you could literally leave right now you're on the show okay that (laughs) sounds perfect go ahead I think on the 100th episode, what I want to do today is you have been, Mm -hmm. we can get sappy here, you are the most influential person in my life. (laughs) Thank you. And I aspire to be not only the mother you are, but also just like the type of person you are. Thanks. You're welcome. So I think that the daddy gang, it would be really, I've really talked about you on this podcast so much, how you are so insightful. Um, and it will be fun to just kind of let the daddy gang know where I'm from. Yeah. Who I came from. Right. No, I get I, I get it. I'm ready. Huh. Okay. Here we go. I think the most asked question on the internet, hands down, and we can just kick it off with this. People would want me to ask is. How does your mom feel about Call Her Daddy, the show? Okay. I'm going to correct you right there. Okay. Because what I think the number one question is, yep. and you were just giving me a nice little kudo, <laughs> it's how does your father feel? What does her dad think about the show? Oh, my God. What are their 10, fathers think? to one everyone what are their dads think ew it's even instagram girls everyone on the internet if you're posting bikini pictures Mm -hmm. what do their fathers think what does their dad think Mm -hmm. and my mom gets all upset i do i'm like excuse me it's a 50 50 like she couldn't have gotten here without you without me (laughs) right but to you to answer your question yeah oh i think it's amazing i'm just gonna put it out there thank you immensely proud yeah what's going on here and uh, you know, I'm just going to say it. I admire the product you've created. I know where it comes from. I know how much talent I've watched you, yeah. you know, since the beginning. Eight years old, you were starting to think about doing these things. And I, dad and I are both like immensely proud of you personally. But, you know, and I've said this to you before, I think you even said it, this creative process and product is even bigger than you, which like kudos to you. I, yeah. I'm proud. I'm Thank you. I'm going to do a mom moment. I am really proud. Thank you. Listen, is it raunchy? Does it have sex and, and making fun of circumstances with sex and all of that? Sure. But you have to respect the creative process and the product. Yeah. Like h- how do you, how do you not I mean, I know I was saying to you, girl, Lena Dunham's Girls. Yeah, the show Girls. That TV show. I was like, this is amazing. Right. I mean, maybe it's my viewpoint, but Sex in the City. I, right. I think I've watched that three three rotations, right? Right. I read an article. Sarah Jessica Parker, when she took that role, hesitated because she thought it would ruin her career. Now, so, that's that's progress. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's funny because you and I always in the beginning and even still to this day, I think daddy gang, my mom would literally call me and be like, I just left the grocery store Mm -hmm. and I ran into so and so from your middle school days and their parents came up to me. Yeah. And and, okay, (laughs) And so and so they'll go, how are you doing? (laughs) And I'm like fine thank you but like there's this tone right. like you shouldn't be okay <laughs> right right 
I'm like, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> no, like, how are you doing with Alex? And I'm like, Alex is great. Did right. you hear about the podcast? Right. She's doing you know? great. She, it's great. Thank you so much. And they just look at me like, what's wrong with you? And, right. And didn't you have a close friend? I had close. I had a very close friend, like college friend, long, long. She called me saying that she and her husband had discussed what was happening with you and they felt compelled to let dad and I know that they thought something was wrong and it needed to be addressed and were we aware of I'm like aware of it like you think I don't know what's happening you're like wait Alex has a podcast I literally had no idea and this is like a year into it yeah so as a mother like did that bother you uh did it come on yeah. You know me. Yeah. That that was a good question. But yeah. Yeah. It what bothered me and I started to I told you I started to parse it out, differentiate. Like I said to you, there's a difference between how do you feel about the show or what Alex is doing as opposed to how do you feel about Alex? And right. I feel like many times that's the underlying message. Ooh, how do you feel about your daughter? Right. Well, I'm sitting here. I feel great about my daughter. Oh. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And so is dad. I want to say thank you to you for a minute because while starting this show and being going through this show, I can only speak for myself on my side of the show. But for me, my experience with my family and the support that I had going through this, you guys have been so supportive, not since it got successful. Right. To be able to go into the recording studio every single week since episode one and have my family not saying they loved the sex content, but fully supporting me. Mm, you. That made my career when I went in there. I didn't have to think about what are my parents going to think. I was very fortunate. Right. And but that's, you know, that comes with the years of I had trust in you as a person. Yeah. This thing. Could have not worked. Right. It could have been a total flop. Right. You know, it it was, I had confidence in you. Yeah. And the craft that you were trying, and this was your first jump in and it's like, let's do it. And <clears throat> everybody is looking at like this final product, so to speak, that's come out. But, um, and you know, me and my quotes, I'm always giving you guys quotes, yeah. but one of the ones I always said to you, if you can't figure out your purpose, figure out your passion yeah. and your passion is going to lead you there. You're, you've been driven by your passion your whole life. No, and I think that everyone listening, Daddy Gang, I definitely feel like there are people that grow up and that you know what you want to do. And then there are people, I have had best friends that have no idea what they want to do. I want to just tell everyone that's like younger trying to figure it out. Don't put pressure on yourself to be like, I have to figure it out by 25. I have to fit. Like if you, like you said, mom, and it is kind of a great quote. Figure out what your passion is because then that will just that will lead you to like success because I'd wake up every single day and love what I'm doing. Of course, this podcast is like stressful at times, but there's nothing else I would rather be doing. Mm -hmm. I throughout my years, I even have mentioned some of your like iconic lines that have stuck with me. And then inherently, I'm obviously on my podcast using them because you're my mother. And I know that you weren't obviously prepared for this interview. Mm. So I pulled up some of your iconic lines that I just think 
I would say on the Call Her Daddy podcast, and I want the daddy gang to hear some Lori Cooper fucking wisdom. <laughs> okay. So, well, I just always thought it'd be easier for you guys if I gave you like uh, repeating lines. You no, know? you did. You would say the same shit over and over to us. Yeah. And at the time when I was younger, I'm like, mom, we get it. But yeah. now I'm like, oh, mom. Yeah. I get it. And <laughs> now it, st- it stuck with me. So the first part has to do with relationships and it's so beautiful because Lauren having just gone through her breakup, I remember you on FaceTime with her uh-huh. asking her this question. Oh. And I haven't heard you say this in a while, but I remember you saying it to me in college as well. Okay. When you were dating all those guys with all the depth. Yes, the all the depth, all the emotion. <laughs> so brilliant, so beautiful. Um, but at least they were rich. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, and I knew you were just practicing. I'm like, well, I'll let her just yes. float this out and she'll see she hits a brick wall. She'll be like, that's not working. That's not working. Mm, See, interesting. trial and error. Maybe you don't want that. So this is one of your, I obviously I don't have it quote by quote, sure. but this is basically something Lori Cooper has always preached to me and my friends and my family about relationships. Unless you are engaging in a relationship where you truly believe that person makes you a better version of yourself. Why would you ever commit to a static agreement? So basically you've, is that how you say it? Sort of. Yeah. I think I, I threw that static piece in later, but um, it it's just basically, there's so much emphasis today. You know me, I have literally gone from, you know, I hope you guys find a good life partner, whoever that is, get married, right. if you want children. I'm like not a hundred percent on marriage anymore, right? Like, and and not that we're against it. You're more just like whatever makes you happy. Well, whatever makes you happy, but whatever allows you to continue to grow. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I think what I was most, I am most thankful in my relationship with Dad, and I've told you this. I'm like the version you see before you now with Dad is like version ten. Right. You know, like we had to keep moving forward and developing this language and this support system. But when we came together, there was no question in my mind, I am a better person, like productively, internally, when I am with this man. Wow. We make each other better. Jesus. So the decision to commit to that, and back in our day, it was you got married. Right. It was it was a no brainer. Except, and I've told you this, I had a little right. You were kind of like issue me too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because it was being vulnerable. But that, to me, was the deciding factor. And I may have even gotten that from therapy myself. Yeah. You have to kind of go through that when you're going into my field. But I think no, know, I think it's brilliant. I think everyone listening, Daddy Gang, that's beautiful. Thank you, Mom. It's like. Everybody listening to this podcast, take a fucking minute and think of yourself if you're in a relationship right now, or even if you're not, think back to past relationships. Did that person make you the best version and a better version of yourself? Or did you feel better individually and without that person? Did they make you feel like shit? Do they put you down? Do they support your career? Like, which is it? Because when you kind of ask yourself that question, because I remember when we asked Lauren, and I know you've asked me that in the past, and a lot of times it's kind of a very clear answer. Right. And and that's kind of scary, because then you got to be willing to, like, listen to yourself and be like, wait, no, I don't feel like a better version of myself. He puts me down. He makes me feel like shit. Right. And so that's what I was kind of jumping in to say to you. I forget 
where I got this quote from. Right. Um, but the quote is ownership. Does it make you feel like the best version of yourself? It's not his or her responsibility. Right. You, when you come together, you get that feeling from a positive relationship. Right. But you've got to look at it and go, what am I doing here? Am I the, – the flip side to this that I've used with you is if someone you're partnering with makes you feel less than who you know you are to be and you are, that's not a healthy relationship. Right. And that shit's like dark and deep, but it's not a healthy relationship. And I don't know whether you got I'm we literally I couldn't even prepare for this because I was so nervous. Yeah. But my other quote that's coming to me and I know I, you've used this a lot. I used to say it to you a lot is you need to understand in an imbalanced relationship, the person that cares the least yes. controls the relationship. Lori Cooper I have tweeted that line a lot. I have said that line and people get so mad at me when I say that. But it is. It's It's fucking true. You hate to hear that. Yeah. Because if you're in a relationship and you start realizing that that other person in a negative way is calling all the shots. That's so unhealthy. It's literally. They don't care. Exactly. They care. They they care the least. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking true. It's so dark, Daddy Gang. But think about that. I remember I used that in my He Doesn't Like You episode. I was like. I forgot that that one. Right? right The person that cares Mm -hmm. least. It's like, hold on. Think about that. He never calls. He never texts. He treats you like shit. So who's who's texting you? You're texting first every time. You're trying to get him to see you. You're fine. I'll double text him. I'll try to show up and then I'll bring food so he likes me. Why are you having to try so hard? Because he doesn't care. And therefore, you're the one putting in all the effort. And therefore, he's the one that dictates the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's not healthy. It's not. But it's the truth. It really For is either one of you. It's not. It's and that's not. where it goes back. I'll go back one more time and then you can move on. I'll let yeah. you move on. This goes back to when you're little. Why do you want to be friends with someone who doesn't want to be friends with you? That was on my list. Oh, okay. Lori because- Cooper, spitting facts. That is the big, like, why do you want to be in a fucking relationship with someone that doesn't want to be in a relationship with you? What are you doing? Yeah. Doesn't have the same feelings. Like, wh- why are you forcing something? Why would you want to force someone to fucking like you or hang out with you or want to be with you? And what's the cliche line everybody uses when they see like a, a marriage and everything later and they go, oh, it's not working out. They go, oh, uh, well, either he or she. Yeah. They settled. Oh. Settled? <laughs> you get one life, my right. dear. One. Yeah. So what are you doing with this one wonderful life? There's no, re- well, the Buddhists believe. Right. There's no. That there's a redo. Right. Okay, so that's <laughs> one exclusion. We're not Buddhist. Okay. This is this is it. This is it. You're settling. So you're going to settle. And this doesn't mean the most money, the best, right. lo- the smartest person. It means for you the richest relationship and yeah. that's what it goes back to. I'm, I I know I'm preaching now, but I've said this to you no, so many times. No, I love times. it. Fucking spit facts in it's, our face, please. But when you find your person, it's what Works that for you. Works for you. Well, I have another quote from you, Lori, and this is a quote that's not your quote, but you always used to say it to us, and it's the one that's you accept the love that you think you deserve. Yeah, and I- that's as far as you can go. If you don't think you deserve more than the guy that beats the shit out of you and treats you like shit, then you will continue to be with that person. The minute that you open your eyes and you see, wait, I think I deserve more than this. 
I think I really see myself and I know in my heart of hearts, this is going to be the hardest thing to get out of. But I truly, like you said, I know it's corny as fuck. We live one life. You got to figure a way. If you don't feel like you're getting the best out of something, get the fuck out. Right. And I just, and I get your passion with what you just said, yeah. but I do want to clarify when you're in an abusive relationship, that the balance is so skewed that you sort of, um, as the person that may be in being abused, you don't really have that thought process to be yeah. able to get out and be strong. So you'd need help with that. Do you have any advice for people that are in that situation? Get help. Get professional help. Yeah. And I will tell you right now, and I, I, I almost can say this professionally, but I won't. This is mom yeah. and daughter. If you are in a relationship and it is not good, and, and God forbid if, if, if it's abusive, right? if that person will not go to therapy with you, for the love of God, get your family around you and get out of it because that's a really bad sign if they won't work with you to yeah. solve a problem. I, I'm getting a little dark. No, here. no, Sorry. but it's true. I think I think people like this on the show sometimes when I've talked about sexual abuse and now this is it is nice to have people that are older like sex with Emily brought in a different she aspect. She was great. She was great. She was and great. this is I know a lot of girls deal with this and it's yeah. kind of a lot of girls even ask me where do you even find a therapist like you saying that to yeah. someone I think is really and powerful, that's the Mom. static part I'm talking about Alex. Yeah, that's the static like if you think. <laughs> If you think that making the commitment or, you know, getting married, let's say, or right. having children, that won't change if the person isn't going to go and get some help for to change themselves right? and stop being an abuser. Yeah, if your partner won't go to therapy with you and you're saying there's a clear issue, they don't think they need to change. Well, they also don't care enough about the relationship. Right. If dad came to me tomorrow and said... I need to go, dad needs to go, I would go for him. Right. Because he's asking me and I care. Right. And vice versa. So it's anyone that goes, I don't need that. Right. You can go, but I don't need that. Well, if you're a partner. It, there you go. Right. Okay. Oh my God, spitting fast. Well, I think, in, and in that, this is another thing that I have kept with me and I think about in every relationship that I get in because of you. And I've said this to my friends, Lori, <laughs> Lori, you're, you really are the granddaddy oh, over here. God. Okay. Which um, one is, what are you going to say? Now? It's, well, it's relating to this. Another Lori Cooper quote, brilliance. If something is bothering you in your relationship, and if there are things that you do not like in your relationship, it will only get 10 times worse when you get married. So if you are in a relationship right now and he's an alcoholic or he's a dick to you or he's cheating on you or she's cheating on you and she treats you and she gaslights you and you're just dating, understand that it will get worse the minute you commit to each other in marriage. So like you have to knowingly be ready to sign up for that. Correct. And the thing is, it's not, no, we're not, no one's perfect in my right. opinion. Yes. So we're not out there like, oh, they do that. So leave. The point is you need to address it. Yeah. You have to address it. I have, unfortunately, a lot of friends right now. They're empty nesters, right? right. They're with their, their spouses. And they haven't had these conversations. Like dad would have ticked me off last week. I would tell him something. I, 
This right. is bothering me. A lot of people have all these conversations in their head. And they never even tell their partner. And they're not communicating. Yeah. And it just, you know what that's like. Oh, my God. You just, it keeps going, going, going. You're like, eh, it's gone. Then it comes up again. It's just, you got to, your generation, which I love, this whole thing with technology and all that. Okay, fine. It's probably bad. You know where each other is. I cannot believe boyfriends and girlfriends. Follow each other and find my apps. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Terrifying. We wanted to use that in college for, for you kids. In case you, like, got in a car accident. Right, right. And now boyfriends and girlfriends are, like, following each other, which I think is psychotic. And if my boyfriend ever wanted to follow follow me on a fucking tracking device, I'd be like, literally, go fuck yourself. Right. So, and you're looking at each other's phones and all that. Yeah. So, but with that openness, use it positively. Right. Use it positively. Like, if you're not good at confrontation, maybe you could text him while he's at work and start the conversation. Hey, like, I really think we should talk later tonight. I've been thinking about blah, 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 blah. However... Daddy gang, it's never too late. If you're in a situation where you're like, but it's too far down the line or I'm Mm -mm. in a seven-year relationship, how could I ever end it? No. Fuck no. We do not fucking settle. And I'm so happy you brought up that fucking word. I can't even imagine. Settle. Settle. I settled. I'm going to settle with my life. I'm going to settle at 25. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Excuse daddy gang, we don't fucking settle. Mm -hmm. We fucking thrive and we succeed and we get what we fucking deserve and in turn you give as much as you receive see, yeah. see it works oh, because it's a that's safe, the healthy side that you're bringing that i'm I don't. trying it's <laughs> no, a safe good. zone no it's true it's true Lori. Mm. wait till i pull my book out that i've been keeping for years i know it's kind of terrifying if anyone has blackmail on me it's my mother but at least it's my mother I think that we could transition because it will just be fun. I think we're just going to talk about shit we talked about in my childhood. It's like the whole thing of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And what have you always said about self-awareness, Lori? It is the single most important piece to develop for success in both your personal and your professional life. Yeah. Like it is it. Yep. And again, it goes back to the only person you can control is yourself. So awareness of the self, it's, it's where it all stems yeah. from. We, you've always said to me, like, no one ever evolves and grows unless they are willing to discuss change. And change. you can't grow if you don't change. And you can't grow if you're not self-aware. Um, and change causes discomfort. Right. And people hate that. Right. And that's why everybody's coming up to me in the grocery store. <gasps> Are you How okay? do you feel? Are you okay? <laughs> Going through a little change here. Yeah. Right. I do have to say, when I pushed like the whole individual self-awareness thing, I think I might have pushed it a little too hard. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Because you really fucked me up. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. So, Daddy Gang, I think that I preach it on this show. I'm like, Daddy Gang, you need to be yourself own your shit you Mm -hmm. don't need a man you don't need a woman because when I was growing up I think you really taught me you you yeah you did push individuality and you really never put an emphasis on like having a partner right it was more about being good on my own right which I love but I think I may have taken a little too far I don't I I think honestly in another way you were probably my my best child disciple you took Ooh. every who you like that, Ooh, that you like good. this big yeah one. you you kind of hung you and i had a we have a connection right. personality wise right. extroverted 
you wouldn't know it right now with me because you're freaking the <laughs> yeah, fuck I'm out. I'm freaking out. But um, you took that and you kept developing the self, the self, the self, you know, and right. working on that and being a better person and evolving. Um, I don't, I don't think it's a problem for you right now. I think you just have really, really always strived to be the maximum at anything now you're hitting you're looking for that maximum relationship well it's interesting because you and i were having a conversation over drinks last night about like how i've always called it a game with men Mm -hmm. and it's something i'm going i'm going down this journey in therapy daddy gang but basically like what i've been talking about is I was I felt like I was playing a game with men for so long because for a very long time in my entire childhood and life and I'm working on soccer in my career I couldn't have been more okay being alone I was very happy in being an individual and so every time I had a guy in my life it was more so like a a fun side thing for me to do but I was never expecting anyone to fill me up fully because I do it for myself right and like you called it you call it a game Right. I call the exact same thing a process. Lori. It's true. Hit us where it hurts. Mm -hmm. And with the game, that kind of diminishes the process, right? It sounds a little... um, Manipulative. Manipulative, competitive. Yeah. It's a throwaway, right? You win, you keep moving on. It's a process. Right. And I mean, going back to your soccer days, right? Right. How many times did you kick the net? Thousands until you figured that perfect shot are you about to connect this to dating oh my god so you here we go so So you you need to date thousands of men right no but actually you need to date to figure out what you want yes and and that's where it goes back to again the amount of times that my mom and i have conversations about like when family members or extended friends of ours are like he is just getting it out of his system yeah okay and let me let me jump in with that because you know that i go on a rant with that every time and and it's not it's not sexist i'm fine with both sexes with this and i don't even mean sex itself but why can you say oh he's a great young man he's got a wonderful college degree and he's good looking he's got a good job he just needs to get the fuck boy syndrome out, out of, of his system. system and then he's gonna make a great father and and, you husband. Know, and husband okay so how does that not work for a woman for the other that side? person would never have it come out of their mouth she just needs to fuck around so much for a little bit and right. then she's gonna make an amazing wife right never never the the point i think we're bringing up is like when I when I've called it a game, you're right, mom. And maybe it was because I was an athlete, and that's just what I was calling it. But it really is a process figuring out what you like. Um, and you've had some pretty dark games, yeah, in the relationship slice of it, yeah, right, yeah. And then I'll always say to you, you know, where people go, "Oh my God, you regret that happened." I'm like, don't ever regret. A negative experience yeah if you grew from it right this is this is what I I hope this is this is what I see is your message right. right no I've had so many crazy things happen in relationships and even though I was entertaining the guys that were not the best of intentions for a while you've taught me never regret anything because I've had extremely amazing experience not I wouldn't say amazing but it is kind of amazing yeah. even extraordinary extraordinary experiences because I am where I am. I have a better sense of self knowing what I want, what I don't want because of those experiences. Okay. It was, here's what you want is one thing. It's so easy. I mean, we're we're getting a little into the weeds, but it's like what you want is easy. You can, and, and 
you can see it, right? And I used to say this to you guys a lot too, and this is what we're talking about here. It's so important to know what you don't want. Yeah. And what you don't want when you experience it is usually a negative experience, right? Yep. But then how important is that moving forward? This is what we were talking about, like the whole victim. I know we're going to get into that. The victim. Well, they did this to me. They did that to me. Why are you here again? You, You need to know what you don't want it yeah I, accountability is something I there think you, you and dad raised yep. me with it's and huge. I was joking to my mom we were just having a conversation about and I'm not talking about victims of like sexual assault or no. abuse I'm no, talking no, no. about the the people that are like woe is me I she did this to me I'm mm-hmm. a victim or or he did this to me and it's like what did you always say to me when I was growing I, you up? You would come. I mean, I'm th- I, when you say that, I see like the little braids yep. and the uniform from Catholic school. Right. Shout out. Right. Okay. But you would come to the door and Susie Cream Cheese said, <laughs> blah, blah, blah to me. Right. And I'd say, so what are you going to do about it? Right. Because you can't change the way Susie made you feel. Right. But you can change the way you're going to behave and respond now to the situation. It's the only control you have. fucking boom and that's empowerment no it is because that is empowerment and i do want to say to the daddy gang like we are not fucking victims we don't let a boy my boyfriend is shit happens of course shit happens of course but you got to deal with it you got to deal with it it's not going to be like my boyfriend is treating me like shit and it's like okay so what are you going to do about it but it's also it's a it's a lack lack of autonomy over your own life right you know which is almost worse because you're handing it over to somebody else so yeah that's it's always everyone else's piece. yeah it's always someone else's problem they did this to me and then how do you solve someone else's problem see it, it completely enables you right to dependency right because how, how oh he's doing that to you and he's causing your pain and your misfortune well you don't control him Right, you control yourself. Or her. Why don't you walk away? So you need to decide what you're going to do to protect yourself. This is deep. Well, it's deep, but it, it's also, mm, it's behavior 101 if you buy into it. Yeah. It's the difference of what did they do to me or what am I going to do about it? It, it really comes down to that. Lori. Yeah, oh, is. my God. I work. This is, look at this. No, that's true. It's just, it's. I mean, you've heard the glass half full, glass half right. empty. It's just, it's the same dynamic. Right. Somebody pushed you. Somebody said something. Right. Well, they already did it. The action's done. Right. So what are you going to do? Roll over and ask them to do it again or pick up, go to a different sandbox, find a new friend, move on with your life. And I don't mean to sound patronizing, but it's very simplistic. Yeah. Well, I think this is cool because I think like I do like to have like different moments on call her daddy because sometimes I feel like you we go through our everyday life, especially in Corona. And some of us are in ruts and some of us are like stuck in whatever the fuck we're doing. And it's like this is kind of a cool. I mean, I'm enjoying this episode or talking about this and who knows what will go in and what won't go in. But I feel like I'm having a therapy session with my mother. It is nice to have reset moments to just reevaluate everything and everyone in your life i think for me in corona that's something that i 
really started to look at who is super toxic in my life mm-hmm. and why do I still entertain those people? Mm-hmm. Maybe everyone after this episode, at least something we take is like, and I'm even thinking about it even more because I've been thinking about it in Corona, but I'm like, who is in my life and how does every single person mm-hmm. in my life make me feel? And who are you giving a lot of your time to? Because I think in the past I was giving my time to people that were sucking the fucking life out of me and I was getting nothing in return. I felt empty and mm-hmm. I was giving them everything. And then you're kind of like, this doesn't seem right. But then when you're in a pattern and you keep going with it, friendships or romantic, it is hard to kind of get out of it. I admit I'm not, I know I am saying, Oh, I'm strong. And I'm like, no, I've had fucking times where I'm like, how do I get out of this? Cause it becomes like, I don't, I don't know if I have the effort right now to like pick up and get out of here. Do you remember one situation? I know you do. Okay, here we go. And it was pretty serious. And I said to you, you could commit to this relationship. And if this is what you're going to sign up for, you are going to spend the rest of your life trying to help this man get healthy because he is very broken. Yes. And... Sometimes people do that because they think, I love them. You better look at your construct of what love is. And that was not the way you were raised. That's what I was so, so specific on. It has to be a partnership. It doesn't have to be equal with exactly the same stuff, but it has to balance out always as an equal partnership. And I wanted to scare you at that moment because I meant it. (laughs) You did. You will spend your life trying to make him normal. Is that what you want to do? I thought you had a few other things on your list. And he will suck every piece of oxygen out of the air every time you're with him. And I was, remember it? this is you getting chills this is verbatim what my mother said to me yeah so I just I I will support your decision because you know me I'm almost to a fault that I don't interfere once um once you get become an adult right I feel like I've given you the foundation but I I I did want you to know what you were signing up for I will never forget that moment it's interesting you're bringing this up because I don't know if it aired last week or is now airing this week on Hannah's part two. I talked about how I had a phase after college where I kind of lost myself. And I remember kind of distancing myself from you and dad because I knew you guys knew I wasn't doing what I wanted to do with my life. Yes. I had just won my silent film award in my senior year. I was killing it in the film program at Boston And then I graduated and all of a sudden everything I had done my entire life, all of a sudden it just kind of stopped and I became a girlfriend. And I remember distancing myself because I was too, it was almost like I was just too ashamed because I knew how you guys knew what I really was. Mm -hmm. And I was so in this vortex of being a girlfriend that I kind of lost myself for a minute. And I remember, and this will go in a fucking book one day, but really what ended up happening that is for another story but the point is finally i remember you and dad being like where the fuck Mm -hmm. is alex cooper Mm -hmm. where the fuck is the girl that grew up in our basement yes 
making movies. Yes. Went to high school, continued to make movies, went yes. to college for film and television. Won the silent film award. Right. Like, where is she? Because we barely could hold you back when you were a young girl trying to fucking leave and be like, I'm not going to high school. I'm not going to college. I'm going to fucking Hollywood. And you're like, no, we're going to give you a normal life. And then you gave me a normal life. And I'm so grateful. And I Mm -hmm. went to college and I did all of it. And then I'm like, what am I fucking doing? And it really was the scariest moment for me too. like, I almost lost myself there to be like mailing it in. I'll have money and I'll have a guy that kind of treats me like a fucking piece of shit. And I'm literally trying to help this man through his family trauma and all the things. But what, what do I get? And I was kicking myself because I had taught you how to do, you know, good intervention. Right. With people. Right. And you're like, Alex, you can't save this person. Like, yes. okay, now, and that is where I do, I do love you and dad for finally stepping in when it got so dark and you were like, where the fuck is she? And literally once that happened, call her daddy was made in less than like three months. Well, because that, it, the minute you came out of I it, woke up. You, you woke up. Yeah. 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 You woke up. I was like, what the fuck? I knew. I knew who you were yeah. and all of that. And, and, and remember that? I'm not just saying this to make it sound right, but do you... I didn't even dislike. I liked that person. No, no. I and liked yeah, him. He, it was... It, yeah. But it, that wasn't the issue. It, yeah, it wasn't right. That wasn't the issue. The dynamic was very off. Yeah. Very off, you know? Yeah, and I think when you get in a situation where someone is so emotionally reliant on you, like you said, you almost taught me to do that. But then Mm -hmm. I got to the point where, again, I'm saying, and this goes back to Daddy Gang, everything we said this whole episode, what was I getting and what was he getting? And most importantly, you were losing yourself. Right. So I wasn't the best version of myself when I was with him. You were not the best version of yourself. So I think that the point is, is like you find people, daddy gang, and you shouldn't feel, I feel like so many girls are like, I regret this. And I, oh my God, he was Mm -hmm. such a dick. Even if you got cheated on, you were sitting there in the darkest point of your life because one day I will tell the story of what really fucking happened to me in one of my breakups. And it was Mm -hmm. the most unbelievable situation and it included garbage bags. It's a movie. It is the most unbelievable thing that my parents had to get involved. Mm Mm-hmm. And as much in that moment as I was so distraught, when I look back, I wouldn't change one thing about what happened. Not one. Because I wouldn't be sitting in this fucking chair right now having my 100th episode with my goddamn mother on the Call Her Daddy podcast. The Call Her Daddy podcast may not even exist had the garbage bag situation had not happened. It absolutely would not. And that is my mantra also to you. If you went through that hell... But you're in a good spot now. Yeah. Don't regret that. Yeah. Because you learned from it. Yeah. It's 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 hard to do in the moment. But that's why I always I keep saying it on my show and I brought it up. I started thinking about it on the show and I keep telling people look at it from a third party point of mm-hmm. view. Everyone when you watch people going through a breakup, you're always like, oh, my God, you're you're going to come out stronger than ever. It's kind of true. You learn something that you hated or loved and now you're moving on to be bigger and better. And how many times? Come on. You'll. It's totally normal for your age group. Right. Everybody sits around and you listen to these stories and you go, oh, I'd never do it that way. Oh, I wouldn't get burnt like that. I would never get cheated on. Alex talks about getting cheated on so much. She really overemphasizes getting cheated on. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Vulnerability. If you always are looking at it like, oh, I'm not going to, that's not going to happen to me. You're not living this process fully. Yeah. You're going to get shortchanged at right. the end. 
I mean, you got to go through this. Hello. This has been, honestly, I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. I feel like I just got a free therapy session from my mother. God, I hope they're okay with this. I feel like I'm sitting in, in the the office of the psychologist I work for and we're talking about cases sorry no no but I think I don't know I mean listen if they hated it you're my mother they can't hate you Mm -hmm. so it's like you're not a podcaster but I do I think that this is something I was thinking about and I want you to take a minute to think about this no pressure Mm -hmm. but to wrap this episode up Yeah, because we've gone all over. Well, I didn't know where we I have no, were I had going. no idea. I honestly just blacked out. Um, <sighs> I wish I could do that. Well, you guys talk about about that all blacking the time. out and going yeah, into holes. I can't black <laughs> out. Well, mom, you shouldn't be blacking out at that age. Uh, okay. That's not a good sign. But it sounds nice. Um, it's it's it is like nice. you get to go away <laughs> and you come back, and and there's no responsibility. <laughs> no, it's nice. Um, God. Okay, to get deep here, Lori. Yeah. Uh, we oh, like we haven't. No, yet. we haven't. No. To finish this and to kind of wrap it up, yeah. as much as we're kind of talking about me and you and 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 how I was raised and giving your insight, I want to ask you a very specific question that I was trying to figure out how to say it hmm. for a while, and I think I have it, that I hopefully think will wrap it all up for just this 100th episode of like, if you could tell the daddy gang mm-hmm. as my mother who they're not always interested in it's usually the dad's opinion right the dad you, the you dad you want to get no you're no no me, the mom no no giving i'm giving i'm giving you the daddy mic. gang dad. daddy gang. Like. daddy gang cares about you as my mother what would you tell the daddy gang about me that you think because I have an online relationship with them, they would never really truly know about me. But as my mother, mm-hmm. you know about me and my character. Like, what do you want them to know about me? Take a minute. Hmm. Wow. I mean, I don't even. I don't, I honestly don't even need a moment to oh. to know what I want to tell them. I just have to collect the thoughts. I need about an hour. Right. You're not a podcaster. We're here for you. Okay. We'll wait. Well, I want people to know that you were raised with very high moral and ethical principles. Yeah. I mean, as a parent, I'm most proud that when your integrity and your character were challenged, you did the right thing. Spent a lot of shit flying around. And, uh, well, you may end up cutting this out, but... The entire story of the factors leading up to the dispute most likely will never be told, Alex. Yeah. Unless you're given no choice. And I don't think they should because that that's not how we raised you. Right. But when you were facing the potential of significant loss to your career, I want people to know you were a supportive Loyal and caring friend first until all the other options were exhausted. And I'm not talking about the contracts and the negotiations. I'm talking about the individuals you cared about, their personal struggles. So I guess this is kind of my long-winded way of saying I, I want people who don't know you personally to know 
you're a good, decent, and strong young woman. And that's what I'm most proud of, Alex. Damn. It's that. Fuck. Daddy King. Mom. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. This is getting so deep and fuck. Thank you, mom. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I I mean, that's the closing statement. I don't need to say thank you. My mother. I don't have to do this again. No, you're done. Mm -hmm. You're you're officially done. Lori Cooper, Mm -hmm. you've graced the daddy king with their presence. You've gripped the fuck out of that microphone. (laughs) It's broken. Um, Thank you, mom. Thank you for coming on that. Honestly, I I couldn't have asked for a better guest, and I don't think I will ever have a better guest. Oh, well, well. They, they may be easier to. They oh may, my god, they may be here to podcast with. But no, that was amazing, Lori Cooper. Okay, what does that say? You're crying, and I want to vomit. <laughs> so maybe that's our relationship, Alex. I don't know, Daddy fucking gang. You just heard from my mother. And now it's your father speaking, which is confusing to say in my hometown house because my dad is like, are you calling for me? I'm like, no, dad, I'm the father in this home. Daddy gang, you know, the motherfucking drill. That is it. I don't need to see one more fucking thing. I will see you fuckers next Wednesday. All right, daddy gang, that is it for this week's re-released episode of Call Her Daddy. I hope you feel like you are a little closer to the Coopers this week. I hope you feel a little bit closer to me, closer to my mother. Um, I hope you learned something. I hope you enjoyed it. So daddy gang, like I promised you, I will see you fuckers next Wednesday. (laughs) 